This is the Authentic Dating series brought to you by Ahmad and David. Where we explore what it takes to have a dating life you're excited about. Hey guys, I'm David. I'm Ahmad. And this is the Authentic Dating series. So we are, I'm David and um, me and Ahmad are two former dating coaches that are have done a ton of kind of self-development and helping men in the, the area of dating and just general kind of life improvement and, and self-betterment. So we kind of decided a few months back that we'd like to create a podcast where we can kind of share our knowledge with, with the world and just be of service to people and helping them what they're dealing with in life. Yeah, and we combined our experiences of being dating coaches with self-development and better understanding of like who we are and how that impacts everyone else around us and our relationships and just connecting the dots yeah yeah we just see that you know connection is something that we were all missing in life a little bit at the moment where we're working a lot we're busy we're living in big cities and so forth like us we live in london so yeah so here we are and today's episode is going to be we're going to kind of go through you know how to be a nice guy and still and still get the girl to kind of meet women and and be your best self out there because i think there's a bit of a myth amongst you know in the dating world that to to meet amazing women and to to and to meet them and spend time with them that you kind of have to be a bit of a bad boy you have to be kind of you know a bit of a bad boy basically yeah there's an idea that you have to be a certain way yeah a certain way there's a certain way yeah and usually you're not that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're not that way, then you need to become that way. And mm. if you and if you don't become that way, then you don't stand a chance. Exactly. Because someone who is that way will come along and take your girl. Like the Amazon robots. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have a different a, episode. We have a different episode for the Amazon robots. It'll yeah. be coming soon. Maybe a little bonus episode. Yeah. So how's your how have you been? How have you been doing, buddy? Me? Yeah. Um I wasn't prepared for that question. How have I been? <laughs> I've been busy, man. Just been busy. Just been getting on with my life and uh, just creating, really, in mm. different different aspects. I mean, the podcast is one thing, but also at work. And um, yeah, it's been. Uh, I'm getting ready to go to Mexico with uh, my, with my girlfriend nice. in, in April. I say I'm getting ready. I mean, she's getting ready. I'm I'm uh, observing. Mm, uh, she's doing process. a lot of getting ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She likes it, so you know, I let her do it. Perfect. Amazing. Yeah. How about yourself? Yeah, I've been good. I've had a good week. I feel like I'm in a really feel like I've really got really good energy for life right now. Been kind of busy. Um, weekend was nice. So I saw my little sister in a performance down at the vault. She was amazing. So yeah, just really feeling quite energetic today and feeling very, um, yeah, being ready to just like simulate some information to people. Mm. So to begin with then, and this is something that people say, nice guy. And even you were saying, as we were discussing this topic about a girl that you know who was saying she likes nice guys. And then I was like, but straight away, what's obvious is what does that mean for her? What does it mean for you? What does mm. it mean for me? You know, everyone says nice guy and they have a generalistic view. But I'm pretty sure that even nice guys are not even clear what it means to be a nice guy. So we define nice guy here today as guys who are loving caring interested in a woman mm. supportive of the woman and very emotional kind yeah giving have we said giving yeah generous altruistic mm. all those good words yeah and but I, i'd also say like in i think classically nice guys are seen as the ones who are 
supplicating. Yeah, yeah, that's the word. It's like kind of bending over backwards. Yeah. Doing anything just yeah. to be liked. I think that's a big part of the kind of nice guy in inver- inverted commas, air commas, sorry. Air quotes, commas, air commas. Mm. Have you ever heard of air commas? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, air quotes is, you know, that thing you think of nice guys is like the guy who meets a girl in a bar and he's like, oh, do you want a drink? He buys her a drink and then he gets her a chair and then he holds a coat and just kind of agrees with everything that she says, that kind of Yeah, niceness. what really underpins it, and I just get a sense here, like, of it all is... Because a lot of nice guys will be like, oh, I'm a nice guy. And she mm. doesn't, you know, she says she wants nice guys and I'm nice and she doesn't want me. And what underpins it is this idea that they are wholesome and caring, like, as you said, altruistic in that respect. They have no concern for themselves and all the concern for the for the woman uh, that they desire. And it really pisses them off when they are so caring and giving and loving and attentive and uh, they get cast aside for what is uh decidedly a bad a bad boy bad boy bad boy and and so in order to define a nice guy we'll define the opposite as well mm. what is the definition of a bad boy and so well in in opposition to a nice guy a bad boy is normally seen as someone who doesn't care mm. isn't sweet and in, in, um and i don't know i was gonna say caring again but, <laughs> uh he does what he wants and overall looked upon by others as uh, someone, a man who treats women badly. Yeah, yeah. He's selfish, maybe, um, narcissistic, maybe even, you know, just these kind of traits that you, that you look at bad boys. It's like, you know, I always think of is, um, do you remember, what was that movie? Oh, God. Um, there's like a biker boys and the girls in Pink Ladies. Pink Ladies, what's that movie? Um, God, it was on a lot when we were kids. I can't remember the name. Yeah. I think I know the John line. Travolta. Yeah, I know the song, but I can't. God. Remember. Tell me more. Tell, tell me more. more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That, that film, but you guys know that film. Um, <laughs> I don't know, but I don't know. <laughs> Grease. 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 So, Grease. and I always think of John Travolta's character as kind of being portrayed as a bit of a mm. bad boy, really, wasn't he? Mm. Like in the film. But actually, he's not a bad boy, really. You know, he's super sweet and super nice and wants to dance and sing, which, you know, I think it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty nice. Not many guys today. Yeah, yeah. It's the yeah. straight way to get to women's heart, singing and dancing. So, so yeah. So in this episode, then we're going to cover, we want to talk about nice guys. We want to talk about the problems that, that as we defined it, typically nice guys face. And then we want to go through seven things that self-professed nice guys can do to actually get the girl. Yeah. It's the self, just kind of to still stay nice but actually create like a more kind of wholesome way in which they're they're being nice and that actually works for them in terms of meeting women and, and attracting women yeah yeah and, I, and, and what um what comes to me now actually is just a really simple idea as well is that nice guys see themselves as caring and see this they see it as bad boys as uncaring and i mm. think really we just still you can really distill down nice guy versus bad boy as caring versus uncaring but actually I think it goes a lot, lot deeper than this. Yeah. And, and so, like, I guess we could explore, like, what is it that bad boys are doing that's getting them the girl? Yeah. Do you want to get into that first? Uh, yeah, sure. Go for so it. So I think the thing with, I kind of, let me speak to myself actually here. Like, I wouldn't have never, never necessarily said that I was a, a nice guy in this, this context that we're talking about. Definitely not, actually. But I wouldn't say that I'm not, and I'd say maybe many, maybe 10 or so years ago, I'd have said I'm a bit of a bad boy. But I've come to see that actually I'm a nice guy. I just have, I have 
certain boundaries and I said certain thoughts and feelings and ideas. But I would say, what was the question? <laughs> well, I was just describing like, why is it bad boys are perceived to having more success with women than nice guys? I think it's because they kind of get what they want. Um, and it seems that they're not being nice. They're not being kind. They're not being, you know, gentle and agreeable and things like that. They're kind of doing what they want, being selfish. You know, they may uh, be in a club and they might talk to a girl and take her phone number. And then 10 minutes later, go and talk to another girl and take her phone number two. And mm. some girls will be like, oh, he's a player. That mm. means he's a player. But actually, does that mean he's a player? Or does that just mean that, you know, he's sociable? He's talking to people in the bar. You know, there's... Or equally, I'm trying to think of another bad boy scenario. I can't think of any. Maybe you've got one better than me. Well, no, you know, from what you're saying and, and um, what I was thinking of as well is the... It's like an economic principle of scarcity and value. Mm. Like they are, you know, they're because they're not caring or they're not around as much or not they're not giving the woman as much attention. Yeah. They're scarce in, yeah. in their availability. And they're valuable because loads of women seem to like them. Yeah. You know, they yeah. create that that desire that uh that not being around, you know, so women chase them. Or being like emotionally unavailable also kind of creates a certain level of scarcity and yeah. and also I think there's a big thing in there where women see a guy who they perceive as being bad, but they see like a good heart or they see some really good traits in him and they think, Well, I, I wanna be the one that wins him over, that fixes him, that, you know, tames the beast. Mm. You know, and I think that's something that's really in there as well for for men and women, bad girls. I don't bad girls, bad girl Riri. <laughs> <laughs> Um, as well so what I'm seeing then really is that what bad boys do very well is they have their own boundaries mm. they they set the limits to what they're having in, in the experience and, and that quality of so it's nothing to do with being a bad boy but rather it's a leadership quality mm. it's like this is how I want the interaction to go yeah. and we'll break this down further later in, in the seven points but it's this, it's this idea that they are essentially doing what they would love to do yeah. in the way that they would love to do it. And they have a boundary in the interaction of how what they're willing to accept and yeah. not accept and, and really just directing the whole show. It's basically creating the reality as they want it to be, right? It's it's in that way that like I'll take it back to kind of a, a, a bar scene because I think it's an easy one for everyone to relate to. Is Is that guy who kind of walks in the bar, he may jump the queue. He may just jump the queue to get in the bar and just like, you know, talk to the bouncer and walk straight in. People are like, oh, how could he do that? Go to the bar. He might even jump the, the queue at the bar and just be like, hey, I want a drink. And people are like, oh, who's this guy? He's inconsiderate. He's an asshole. But he just wants to get in the club and get a drink. You know, and, you know, we might say those are not nice traits and they can be really irritating, especially if you live in London. And you go to a lot of bars and people jump. But equally, it's like he's just willing to go for what he wants. And and I think this is where we often look at people badly if they're if they just go for what they want. And they can kind of treat everyone else a bit like cannon fodder, you know, like they just get swept up in their in in their wake. But equally, they're just going for what they want and going for what they love instead of being like, oh, I need to think about everyone else in all of my actions. Oh, I want to get a drink. But oh, I don't. Oh, no, I don't want to upset anyone. I don't want to push in into the bar queue. I don't, you know, there there is a lack of consideration for other people to a degree, but it's because they see that they what they want kind of comes first to them, which we'd all do a bit better in life if we put ourselves a bit more first instead of everyone else around us. And I think that's something we see in nice guys, actually, is a really good point there, mm -hmm. is that nice guys often put other people's kind of concerns and wishes in front of their own, which mm -hmm. isn't good for you. And why do you think that is? 
Because they want to be liked. And we see the nicest, the fastest way to be liked is to do, to give people what they want. But actually people don't know what they want. <laughs> well, I, I also feel and that there is a, a slightly more insidious reason as well mm. is they do that because they're hoping by doing that they're going to get the attention and yeah. love and validation for being that guy yeah oh look at me i'm good so i'm doing this now you in turn now will love me yeah yeah it's like giving to receive isn't it it's not yeah. and it's equally not it's not really altruistic is it no. it appears to be so someone's being nice to you because you're like oh they're really nice they're a nice person but actually sometimes and I've seen it with guys getting quite kind of really boiling up inside where they're really nice to a girl. They're nice to a girl and they're nice to a girl, a woman, nice to a woman, nice to a woman. And then the woman's kind of like, oh, well, I'm not really interested. They get very angry and mm. like, what a bitch. Who is she? You know, I was so nice to her, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, whoa, dude, I thought you, I thought you were nice because you wanted to be nice. Mm. But actually underneath the niceness is you're being nice because you want something and like that's your intention I, and I'm a big believer that your intention is is really goes is really transmitted for your actions yeah and 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 what I what what comes to me is that it it's a self-perpetuating sense of injustice yeah they get to be a victim inside of we've really gone off in a different way here mm. but they get to be a victim inside of I've done all these wonderful things and no one cares yeah the world is uh unfair yeah and i'm a victim of all me yeah i'm Poor a victim me. of all this let's get the violins out because i'm a nice guy and the world's treating me badly oh no where is me oh no and sorry guys like if you think for you're a nice guy and you think you fit into this actually if you do think you fit into what we're saying like you're being nice like really look into why you're being nice to people like i do nice things to people all the time but equally sometimes people ask me to do things and i'm like nah man fuck off Mm. and i'm not being an arsehole it's just i don't want to do it mm. you know like you know i'll give old ladies chairs on the tube the other day i was on the tube i think i was going to work or coming home from work and i saw this guy sitting on one of the end seats and a pregnant woman got on and was standing right above him and he didn't really look and i literally kept pointing at the guy till he got my attention and he couldn't really understand why i was looking at him <laughs> and then he actually tapped the pregnant woman right as if i wanted to speak to her and then i just went i just went badge badge and he looked up saw the preg the uh, baby on board badge and stood up and and let the woman sit down now i was doing that because that's just the right thing to do for me you know i didn't gain anything from it right but yeah if he hadn't sat up he hadn't done anything it's like well you know that's fine equally do you know what i mean i wasn't doing that for her to like me and and i didn't i didn't even really look at her for her to smile at me or give me thanks or whatever but someone who's doing something nice just to get something back would be looking for some sort of return in that exchange, in that transaction. It's very transactional, I think, sometimes. The yeah, niceness. And, and I think um, the important thing to hear, hear is for anyone who associates with being a nice guy and they can hear this, then the important thing is to understand that if this is what you're doing, uh, that obviously this is not very effective. And I, and I think the important, the, the other, I say it keeps saying the important thing here, but I think <laughs> the, the main thing about this is that it's not an effective strategy and it's it's well worth recognizing and becoming aware of that behavior and how it doesn't serve in in regards to what you're going after and in, in, in this case it's it's going off of validation yeah and and you know what brought this up for me is how david said about there are certain guys that are not necessarily pushing to get to the front of something but they'll just go yeah to what they want because they know it's a bit like when you get to a cross junction and none of the the um 
Traffic lights are working. The Unibomber. Uh, the Unibomber? <laughs> oh, no, no, sorry. It's a uh, different yeah. case. So, uh, no, this is uh, when like when traffic lights aren't working and you've got like a, what do they call it? A, uh, yeah, it's a, a cross junction. Cross. Yeah, and, and you'll see the meek people versus the people that just go. Because mm. the meek people are like, oh, no, like who? Who should go? Yeah, who's yeah, per- yeah. They're looking for permission. Yeah. <laughs> and know? then other people like myself, well, <laughs> who've been living in London for a while, will just go, right, I need to take this and, and go mm. and, and, and go through. And... And then, and there you have it, you know, so other people could be waiting a long time for yeah. someone else to repay them the favor yeah. or they can just take the opportunity. And it's not about being an arsehole. No, it's just about going for what you want. And I really see this and it was, think about this in terms of nicest, in terms of uh, like approaching women uh, and in your dating, it's going to be, you see a woman somewhere and you're like, oh, but she's talking to her friends. I don't want to disturb them. Oh, I don't, you know, she looks like she's, I don't know happily listen to her music on her headphones or something like that and it's like that's being overly nice what do you what would you really what would you really love you'd love to go and talk to the woman well she's she, you just get, get over there you know there's no oh i don't want to upset i don't want to disturb that whole kind of thinking is just being overly nice and and thinking that someone else's thoughts about you are more important about your own thoughts about yourself mm, again yeah it's around leadership so so then what like what we come to really is that being a nice guy doesn't mean that you can't have boundaries or that you have to be agreeable mm. in every scenario. And and so why a lot of nice guys think being nice doesn't win by and large is because they're too eager to please. Yeah. They're giving away too much attention and time and they're really not having a focus on their own life and the things that they would love to do. And they don't value their own opinion. They value the opinion of other people of themselves over their own opinion of themselves. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And and you see, see, none of these things has anything to do with caring and not caring. Yeah. It's totally to do with your personal projection of your ability to, and volition to go for what you want. Yeah. And your deservedness mm. of going for what you yeah, want. You deserve to have what you want. Yeah. Like whether it, and I, and I guarantee you on a Friday night in a bar, if you're meek, you will not be able to get a drink for an hour or two yeah if you're just waiting for someone to let you whereas to give you permission if you're at the bar and i've many a time you just got to go just go and make your space yeah and sure if a girl wants to get in you'd be nice you let them in but you've got to make a space and go for it because yeah. in some places that bartender they're looking for the people that are standing out yeah exactly and so many nice guys i'm doing the air quotes don't want to stand out don't want to put themselves forward they want to be the nice one and hope that the universe is going to bestow upon them love and gratitude. It's going to bless them for their niceness. <laughs> yeah. And God will shine lights down upon them and, and bless them with, with everything they deserve for their niceness. <laughs> he laughs. So, so, hearty, yeah, it's yeah. a hearty laugh. Well, look, you know, I I was very shy when I was young. And and, um, and over time, you know, I learned it's very exciting to go for what you want. Mm. Because you actually want it. And whether it was walking into a group of girls and saying hello to the one I wanted to speak to. Or it was, you know, like I said, at the bar, knowing, you know, even knowing how to walk through a crowd in in a club and um, being able to just kind of stand out and just do that and enjoy myself because Mm. then the whole world became a playground. It wasn't this kind of scared, scarce little place that I had to be. Let me not upset people. Yeah, tread carefully or, oh no, they're having a, you know, one of the biggest excuses for, for guys not going in to talk to women in a bar is like, oh no, but they're having a conversation. So mm. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go in. <laughs> I don't want to serve their conversation. Yeah, and and valid, 
Yeah. Right. Absolutely valid point that yes, they're having a conversation. However, if you consider if you're going to wait until they're done, and I don't know at what point they're going to be done having a conversation. Exactly. You may as well just go home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you know, I say, look at it this way is, you know, if you walked over to a woman and you you interrupted her conversation with a friend and you're the man of her dreams, you know what? I think she would be okay with you interrupting you, her and her friend. Yeah, I've seen it happen many a time, Dave. Mm. I've watched you do it. I've watched, <laughs> watched me do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah, and, and funny enough, it's almost like they're just having that conversation so to fill the time until you come over yeah. and introduce yourself. Yeah. And they're like, oh, hello, very mm. nice to meet you. <laughs> I'm so glad you came over. Yeah, so, I've been waiting for you all night. <laughs> <laughs> in some cases, they actually do say that. So what to do then to get the girl as a nice guy? Yeah, so what... What it is, you know, if you're a nice guy and, you you know, if you really resonate with a lot of the things we said about nice guys in terms of, you know, being supplicating and doing nice things because you think it's going to get you what you want. Like, it's really worth going, okay, cool. We've got, we've got some fucking hit points here. Seven. That, seven, seven, hit, hit seven hit points. are going to get you out of that world and just, what's the word? I want to just say like create some i'm really holding my fist strongly here shaking the fist shaking the fist like just create some some strength around yourself and who you are mm. yeah and these are guidelines i could i could say that's in to, to help you create that strength yeah yeah especially like guidelines I mean, there's no rules but these are guidelines and use them and then break them once you understand them so then number one we mentioned earlier and it was about having boundaries Mm. so this one is like having this could be like when you're dating a woman and she says something that you just think's fucking out of order you know she might say something that's i don't know you think is is racist maybe you know we're we're a brown man and a black man sitting here mm. and i've i've been on dates with women and they've said things and i'm just like oh like fucking hell that's not on mm. or like wh wh why are you saying that where in the world is that cool to say? And, you know, that's quite a kind of confronting thing to do. But my boundaries are, is like, you know, I love to be, you know, peace and love to all men and accepting of people. Like, I'm willing to kind of go, actually, no, my boundary lies there, you know, and say, boom, that's my boundary. Yeah. And equally, I mean, that's like on topics and things you disagree or agree with. Uh, and then also it's in how you live your life or what you choose to do or how you're spending your time like if someone says you're not giving them enough time or you spend all your time doing work and obviously you know there are things you can compromise on but there's there's certain things that you know for yourself that you love doing or mm. maybe you are giving loads of time to to your to your girlfriend or uh to a woman and and but she is demanding more and more and i see it so often i had a friend once who was like he was like, oh, this girl's texting me back, but you know, it's annoying. I was like, why? Because she texts too much. I'm like, why is that annoying? And he's like, because <laughs> cause I have to reply. And I was like, no, you don't. Yeah. You, you don't have to, well, you, you can reply, absolutely reply, but you don't have to reply immediately. You, you reply whenever the time is good for you to yeah. reply. Whenever you're, you know, look, you know, replying to text messages is a big thing. And I say, you know, I think in one of our past episodes, I talked about how I used to reply in twice as long as they took to message me. But now, when it comes to text messages, I reply when it's a good time for me to reply. And very rarely is that straight away. Sometimes it is straight away. But sometimes I'm working, I'm making a podcast, I'm, you know, I'm on the tube, or I might just be meditating like in the morning. And I just, it's all in my good time. Cool. So number two is nice guys often don't want to lead, but want to please. So the idea here is leading. Dave, you had a story. Yeah, I got a story. 
it's it's one of the things that I often do when I'm arranging dates with girls is that, you know, I see that the, the dynamic in terms of men and women is that women generally would like men to lead. You know, when it comes down to it, often you're, as a guy, you're approaching women or you're making the first move, whether it be online dating, sending the first message saying, hey, how are you? I like your profile. Where are you in that picture in your bikini? That beach looks amazing or whatever it may be you say. But you're making the first move. It's just how our society works, especially in the UK here and in the States. I know across Europe, it's it's a bit more forward thinking, in my opinion. But this is the, the standard where it is. So as a man, you need to be willing to lead and be be like happy and be comfortable in leading. And that might just be arranging a date for a girl. You've got a number or you're talking on an online platform. And be like, hey, we should meet up. Boom, that's you leading. And go, oh, actually, yeah, I know this really great bar. It's called florists fancies like let's go to that bar it's, it's some great drinks and then maybe we can see what we fancy doing afterwards there's a gallery around the corner i know it's quite cool and that's just leading that's just going boom let's do these things instead of being like oh would you like to go on a date with me would you like to go out sometime that's the worst line a man can say for me it's like would you like to go out sometime that's like meekly going please please would you like to spend time with me please <laughs> yeah really got into that yeah <laughs> so the other cheers dave so the other thing i'd say about that as well is and and where i feel dave is coming from as well is it actually going with what you feel is a good idea not just asking for their request because you don't want to say something and have them disagree with you so you just want to be agreeable mm, agreeability i think is one of the is is a, a huge sexual mood killer for a woman a man just being agreeable all the time mm. you know and that takes us on to point three which is polarizing uh nice guys often don't cause enough varied emotion in a woman and that's got a lot to do with again back to boundaries but also opinions mm. and having like your own opinions your own values and what you believe in yeah yeah like even you know it might be you might be polarizing and you might just be willing to say I don't know. What's an example? How am I polarizing? What do uh, I do? You like talking about sex? Oh yeah, shit. I like talking about sex. Very yeah. Early on. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm I'm really happy talking about sex with a woman, and you know, some women find that quite confronting, and they think it's quite forward. But equally, you know, it's something I like to talk about, and I and equally, in a way, for me, it's like, well, if I'm spending time with a woman and she doesn't like talking about sex, then if she's not comfortable with that, for me, that doesn't kind of go in line with who I am as a person and how I see the world and how I see myself sexually. So it's like, okay, if that's not cool with you, then fine. Or if, for instance, like if I talk to a woman and I want to talk about kind of spirituality and consciousness and awareness and, and being accepting of, of people in the world, if a woman's not kind of into that kind of conversation, then again, for me, it's like, that's my opinion and my thoughts and my feelings. Or if people are like judgmental, you know, I'll be willing to go, why are you being so judgmental? Like, we're all just trying to live out here and trying to enjoy our lives. Like, you know, we all have our reasons for doing the things we do. Like, I'm willing to kind of have those bold statements of my, my yeah, thoughts. Yeah, it's really important then from that perspective that we share our true self and, and what is real for us and how we like to live. And and this is where like nice guys may go, oh, but that topic is too much. And oh, I don't want to be, I don't want to be like the bad boys. I don't want to be sleazy. Mm. I don't want to come across uh, pushy or anything like that. But actually it's doing a huge disservice because you're not creating any sort of emotional peak. Even, even saying something that someone really doesn't like 
but yet you can kind of explain why you think that way or that's your opinion and you have a good argument for it right is something that people admire you for because you'll stand by what you believe cool so number four is don't shower women with loads of attention when especially when you hardly know them Mm. that scares them away yes Uh, i think that one's quite obvious but at the same time it's this again with this nice guy and everything else we've we've said although we haven't specifically put down uh this as a strategy but have your own life Mm. and and um when you when you're giving so much attention it's also an indication that really you're you don't you don't have much else going on for you in your life that you can be so consumed by a woman and especially when you you barely know her Mm, it's that go on i was gonna say yeah when you barely know her early on um and you're giving so much affection and attention and um yeah it just kind of screams of you are spending all your time thinking about them do you know what i mean it's like when you've been on one date with someone you barely fucking know them you know i feel like i barely know some people after them for six months after one date sometimes you know i know you can have some really beautiful connections in a date like i I know that like i've really i've really felt that but it's like in this kind of city life that most of us are living you're going on a date it's three hours there's there's probably too much small talk there's probably not much kissing there's probably not much deep kind of connection and then just because you've seen her and she's attractive to your eyes doesn't mean that you know she's the most amazing person in the world you don't quite know her that well yet and it's like actually it takes a lot of time for most people to really get to know each other you know we're talking like is it something you know i used to think that it was like eight hours minimum time mm. spent together where yeah. you can really get to know each other so you know just have other things in your life that you're doing your work your friends you know we've got a really good episode our last episode's about actually no sorry second to last episode was about kind of creating a men's group and having that again can give you perspective because you're doing other things with yourself and in your life yeah, and spending time and actually having your own life and knowing your own, I want to say purpose, but it's actually more about just how you live and what you're up to. Mm. It brings a lot more to the relationship when you've got stuff going on as opposed to you've got nothing else going on other than work and then this girl. Yeah, and, and, and it just TV. means that what you're probably doing is going to work, thinking about it all day, then coming home and sitting in front of your Netflix or sitting with your phone and waiting for her to message you. And every time she messages you, you message straight back. And you're kind of creating this fantasy of what she's like and what you two could be like. And you've only been on one or two dates. And then you're kind of like, oh, she's amazing. But actually, you're falling in love with your fantasy. Mm. And and this reminds me of something that uh, we, we learned a long time ago, which is um, it's very easy for a woman to have that in their like imagine in their mind how the rest of their life with you is going to be yeah. just from that very early interaction because if that's how you are yeah then they can imagine well you're going to be constantly uh suffocating them yeah. with, with attention they're never mm-hmm. going to have the space to be free to, to do what they want uh and well I say do what they want i mean like to live their life and you know mm-hmm. just have their own independence and have freedom yeah so the fifth point is don't be afraid to be sexual yeah so we we kind of touched on this before with um boundaries and polarization but it's it's something that i i i think nice guys and you know i've seen them we've coached them before guys who are nice they're nice they've got great hearts they're lovely guys but equally they they don't want to be kind of put into that box of being creepy and sleazy and i get that like no one wants no guy wants to be creepy or sleazy but I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of put something out there that might might kind of offend some people is 
you're gonna you need to be sleazy <laughs> in a way it's better that you're sleazy than you're fucking you know you're you're not existing as a sexual being that's my opinion you know because you know we've all got some sleazy mate like i can think of one or two sleazy mates i know and they regularly get girls and they have girlfriends and you know they might be classed as sleazing clubs one of my friends he has regularly been kicked out of clubs for doing things that i don't necessarily approve of but they are quite sleazy but equally he gets girls right mm. friend you say <laughs> oh yeah my friend a friend is someone you know <laughs> an acquaintance <laughs> once or twice we met <laughs> Not me. No, no. But equally, it's like, and this is where nice guys are like, oh, I don't want to be sleazy. I don't want to, you know, but it's actually, you're a sexual being. Like, you can communicate through your actions. Question. Just, I'm concerned that some people may not understand what you mean by sleazy. Yes. So sleazy, okay. So sleazy is like, oh, the other end of sleazy is like guys that kind of go around clubs grabbing girls' asses. I don't really, I don't approve of that. I don't think it's the right way to be. I'm not telling you to go out and do that because it's not right. You know, there's the whole world of consent and things like that, which which I'm big into. But equally, some guys might be like, oh, I shouldn't touch a woman if I'm talking to her, like I'm making a point or, you know, touching her on the arm or if you're kind of midway through conversation, you know, you may say something that's quite suggestive or provocative or something like that. And that, that can be, you know, seen as being kind of sexual. Um, and just existing as a sexual being, realizing that you're two human beings and you're both made through the act of sex by your parents as much as you really don't want to think about that for too long. <laughs> but that's that's how it went down. So in, in that way, is be willing to kind of, you know, be, be in touch, be in touching someone and things like that. Yeah, I what I uh, can add to that is something we used to talk about a lot. Uh, back in the day before we never used well but until we had to not really think about it ever again is that unless you're directly and forwardly being um, openly rather being sexual mm. then the other person doesn't know that that you have that level of interest yeah. in them and again it, like i i can de- from my cultural background and how i was raised and you know not to touch women not to look at women very much like an indian cultural thing Mm. it um and what what that robs uh, a guy of is number one his true just expression of Mm. how he actually feels thinking that it's going to benefit him like he's going to come across as this nice guy that is not dirty like those other men Mm. however what he's not doing is evoking those sexual desires and emotions and reactions in a girl Mm. And and like when so what the reason I said today can you define sleazy was because you know sleazy can be seen in many different ways and as David said right we're not advocating going out and being grabby grabby and manhandling women yeah, or you know slapping touches, you know slapping asses or grabbing boobs or no. anything like that these are all the things that we're not at all prescribing harassment but, and things like that but actually it's actually being forward or being open would be a better way of saying it. Like yeah. we mentioned earlier, David openly, well, he enjoys speaking about sex. I don't mean openly talking about it. He enjoys it uh, in the sense that he enjoys his own sexuality. He enjoys sex. I think mean, we all do. 
I don't necessarily go and, and talk about it openly as as freely, I would have to say, in a social setting as David does. But you see, with the, the level of comfort that David brings to the table with that, people accept it. Mm. It's, it's a, because, you know, as we just said, it's... Um, it's something, you know, it's how we were all born. It was through the act of sex. It's how it was well, for most of us. I know there are some out there that came through. I'm not sure what the correct term is. What are you thinking? Uh, divine intervention? Um, aliens. Ah, <laughs> yeah. aliens. No, no, I think, I'm just thinking, you know, there are... There's two babies. Is that, I don't know, is that correct? But, is that, is that, I don't know. Are we going to get some sort of legal... We have to get on to a lawyer about that. Please contact us at hello. <laughs> if you're at, a lawyer, <laughs> if you are a lawyer, please contact us. At hello let us know. at authenticdangers.com. <laughs> yeah, but but point. my point is here, and this was a massive, massive learning for me, is unless you're willing to express your 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 desire your your sexual desire your innate human desire then another person can just think you're being a friend yeah yeah just being friend friend yeah and then then you know you never you never went to kiss you never mm. went to even touch touch them hold their hand they just think you're being nice yeah yeah and equally you know it's on the on the flip side of this is that you could be talking to a woman at say i don't know you're at a seminar somewhere and you're talking to her and because you never initiate any sort of you know sometimes something sexual can just be as light as is leaning against someone you know and it's just like allowing their energy to be there if you never do that mm. they're left feeling like oh maybe you didn't really like me then well you know as you say that right and, and i was going to say that sounds pretty advanced <laughs> like the, the leaning but actually because it, it is something that again we could, what I, I said today can you just can you define sleazy because really it's sex and sexual vibe uh, and how you express that isn't just in touching isn't in being dirty or saying stuff that you think is dirty it's actually a vibe mm. that when you it's an energy a vibe from within and when you're free you are just casually sex like you're casually sexy just yeah, yeah, yeah. sexy like like and this is actually where you know you have women who say i don't dress like that for men i dress like that for me yeah because they feel sexy yeah they love to feel sexy mm. i mean men love it too mm. and just being comfortable like yeah. wearing i think for me personally it's when i'm in, on holiday in a hot country that i don't really get that vibe here in the uk feeling <laughs> sexy wearing fucking 50 layers of clothes to stay warm but you know like when, when you're in a hot country or something you just feel free mm. got a loose shirt on some shorts you're just chilling feeling sexy man yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think we had a whole, a whole episode about this actually communicating mm. your sexual desires episode five four or five mm. i think it's episode five actually no i think it is definitely episode four where we, we talked about communicating your sexual desires and we go into a lot more detail in there about this and it's, it's i think it's a really good episode obviously because <laughs> we made it but this kind of communicates that you know you can go back to the episode and listen to that in detail and it will really kind of help you get into how to kind of communicate your desires in that way but like equally to what AJ said it's like you know just feeling sexy like you know I, th I said to you the other week we were out with a friend of ours for dinner and I was just like man I feel really attractive right now and I you know it's really just how I felt in that moment and it's like, actually, sometimes you could look at yourself in the mirror, what you're wearing and be like, man, I feel good. I look good today, you know? And it's like, you kind of ooze that out of you. Yeah. And and so, you know, just to round off that point then, it's it's about being free to express that and not feeling like you need to hide that because by somehow hiding it, you become a better person. You don't, mm. you become invisible. Yeah. You just, you just be, you become a non-sexual being, like a table. Mm, a friend, <laughs> a best friend. So um, the next one, 
is that something that nice guys number six that nice guys aren't always willing to do or don't do is be willing to stand out from the crowd hmm so (laughs) one of the things i was talking to you about this earlier when i cooked some lovely dinner with pasta and uh purple sprouting broccoli and some mackerel and they're saying how you know a lot of guys we're talking about fashion in this sense Mm. a lot of guys just want to kind of wear things that allow them to just blend in with everyone else and i was like this is kind of the worst thing you could ever do we actually got the conversation because we saw this guy on the street and there's a guy i see near i live if you're a listener you're a fucking gangster because i love how you he just wears this flamboyant clothes every every time i see him and i probably see him a few times a week And he's multiple colours, things like one leg rolled up, different hats. He stands out. The guy mm. stands out. You, there's no way you could probably do a poll of the shops between my house and the station. And I reckon that maybe at least 40 to 50% of the people remember this guy. He's on his own vibe. He's man. on his yeah, own yeah, yeah. vibe. There's you know? no one who's even wearing anything <laughs> yeah. slightly even close to what he has. And it's the willingness to kind of stand out and be bold in how you look or maybe in the things that you say and not just kind of be doing everything else, just not making an effort to blend in because you don't want to stand out. When actually standing out, being, and even saying like, kind of, I'm going to do this in air quotes again, is like being weird is one of the best things you can ever do for your dating life because you stand out from the crowd of the sea of bland other men that exist. It's a, it's a, it's actually a, it's a phenomenon, in fact, that so often we, I guess because at school, we, like when we're young and stuff we we get picked on when we stand out yeah and so very easily or very quickly rather we decide that's not the way to live life and then mm. we become like a, a a more plain version of ourselves but then yet when you look at celebrities what do they do more than anything else is they stand the fuck out yeah. like they constantly you know like i just i'm just thinking of black eyed peas for example right yeah because yeah, that's what yeah. this guy looked like <laughs> the guy on the street looked yeah, like this guy could be like will i am or <laughs> yeah yeah easily yeah yeah definitely. just like just audacious just brave bold and um, um, brave's not the word it's just bold yeah just straight bold just straight there he wasn't unapologetically him yeah you know, he's just there and the the patterns and and actually the the thing that I find phenomenal and this is taking it to another level is when you are free in yourself and willing to stand out doesn't matter what you wear or what you do because you're comfortable with that then kind of like what I was saying about Dave and talking about sex because and it's a great example because actually it's very taboo thing in society Mm. still 2019 you know, we're, we're 100 years away from the 1900s and 200 from the 1800s. Good maths there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. quick maths. Right? <laughs> Probably, yeah, it's good maths. Uh, it's taken me a long time <laughs> being on this planet to figure these things out. But, you know, people are still like, you know, shouldn't, you know, they feel they shouldn't. But actually, it's becoming more and more acceptable. Right. Mm. Um, but the point being is that you stand out like it's not just about clothing. It's also about communication. Mm. It's also about well, what else is about <laughs> clothing and communication? Clothing, communication, your being, like how you are, the things you do with yourself as uh, well. Oh, yeah, true. You know, the, the the actions that you take, the things that you do in your spare time, even your job can be bold, you know. It, it can be a willingness to stand out. Like instead of, you know, maybe you choose not to go and have an office job like 90% of people do and you decide to be, I don't know, a circus performer or something. Or a podcast creator. Yeah. You the- create a podcast <laughs> about dating and sex. <laughs> <laughs> like see i the funny thing is like when we recount over these things and we think about it we often overlook our own 
self and what we do that stands out because mm. we just think this is just what we do yeah yeah like you know i can rule off a list of things i think that make me stand out as a, as a person in my in my life like you know like I've, I've traveled extensively you know and i did that because i wanted to do that and i find it really interesting to do i've traveled on my own quite a lot i have you know i have my own flat here and even in my flat i'm looking at my plants that i have that i just bought because i wanted some plants in here you know it makes my place stand out and i have a really dark blue wall which if you go over to our instagram you'll see that we often use that when we're we're, we're doing videos and it's just like these things kind of stand out in my life and even how i you know people often remark on how i dress and how i dress quite i don't feel like i dress particularly flamboyantly but some people do mark that as something that stands out you know we we, we all have these things about us that that will make us stand out and we're just saying don't hide it mm. be weird man it gives you character and uh, i mean we could really labor this point but actually i, I do believe in previous podcasts we've gone into more detail and in, in why this is important as well and, and just being yourself and being you and it's mm. a big theme of this podcast really is about that uh and that actually takes us on to the final but not the least point at all which is taking pride in yourself and uh, backing yourself in what you want to do. Mm. Essentially, having your com- like having confidence in who you are as a person. And so, to just the first piece, because this is a really big uh, message of mine nowadays to anyone that I'm speaking to, and it's and, and really to myself, really, mm. is taking pride in yourself. You know, I've been on this planet for nearly 35 years, and I've been for quite a journey, like from being, as I said, like a self-confessed shy guy to to like having to like be weird and go out and learn social skills and try weird things and do things that actually inevitably made me stand out like one of the things was um i would do these challenges uh, i'll be working mm. in camden and i during my lunch break i would go out and talk to like 30 women uh you know still have time to get a sandwich and and a, and a, drink, <laughs> and a drink you know and people say they don't have time to date <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and 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 it was crazy like, i'd be going up and doing uh, like these different things to push my boundaries and i look back at that now and i'm like well wow i'm really glad i did that like mm. i'm really glad i pushed that equally having gone to china by myself again when i was relatively young i look back sometimes like damn man like you know that's amazing that i just was had the volition to just go bang i'm gonna go do that yeah and everything when i look back now and i say take pride in yourself is i see how those activities those pursuits have led to me being who i am today Mm. and it's really so and then everything about me whether it's the ups or the downs or the silly or the good or the or the 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 proud moments or the embarrassing moments have all led to to who i am today mm. and genuinely being someone who yeah i can still have my ups and downs i can still have my uh, moments of insecurity but all of that adds to a quality of being able to relate to other people mm. i'm really good at teaching other people and expressing ideas and understanding even in this topic nice guys like mm. i used to be uh, why i understand it so well and why I described it so well earlier from like is because I understand from my own experience of what that's what I was doing mm. <laughs> like very early on without even realizing you know oh yeah I'm I'm nice I don't want to be like those guys yeah. who are like the bad guys and I want to be good and I'm going to be loved for being good and then actually you know that's not what you know, as we've discussed this already so then but who I am today and and what I enjoy doing or what I'm getting involved in. Anyone who questions me about it, it's cool. They can question me and they can disagree. But overall, I'll always be like, well, I love who I am and mm. I love what I'm doing. I like doing this podcast. It's really cool. 
Um, you know, I, I work in a family business. I'm learning a lot there. And I also, you know, creating either a movie script or a comic book script at this point. Mm. And, and it's a funny thing. It's just like to have come from such a kind of closed background to then just opening up and just being like, oh, boom, here we are. Mm. Yeah. No, that's beautiful, man. I, I almost don't have anything to say after that because I think that was that rap that really just tied in everything about this point about having pride in yourself and kind of what it means to to us. But it's equally, I just the only thing I'd like to kind of speak into there is like, be proud of your successes, your failures, your mistakes, your joys, because they all kind of create who you are today. <laughs> um, sorry, Amaz just dropped his iPad on the floor. <laughs> dropped it, sorry. and um. Yeah, it's just, it all builds up into who you are now. And it's like, you know, you might have had a rough childhood or you might have had a rough past relationship, but it's all brought you to be the person that you are today and have pride in the person who you are now and move forward from there. You may not be in the, the place that you, you know, ultimately want to be in life, but be proud of where you are right now and who you are now and look at look at the look at for the good things in yourself and go yeah i'm i'm this way because of these past events and they've made me into the man i am today cool and on that note then today's exercise i would say is taking into account that the seven points that we've just said and what we just finished up on in terms of taking pride in yourself have pride um, in in who you are and what you like and what you enjoy and take a moment to think about what are your boundaries? Like, mm. what are you willing to accept and what you're not willing to accept? What are your experiences? What do you enjoy about yourself? How do you want to express yourself? What things do you like doing? And and really start to take pride in the whole character that it's not something you have to go and add more to yourself. It's more have a look at who you are today and what you actually have and recognize where perhaps you're not pursuing your own life in the way that you would want to for fear of standing out mm. but you'd actually want to do something you know i can i can definitely see for for david you know you've been going to a lot more men's groups and, mm. and different activities it's just something that you know you because you came back from traveling and you got back into the working game mm. and just back into the, the uk life but now you're like you know you're out doing like these different events and stuff and you know even for me i'm, I'm at a point where i'm actually going out less but I'm spending more time focused on things I want to create. Yeah. You know, but it's still spending time on what, you know, so there's, there's different things and like life's constantly shifting and changing. So the exercise here is to take a moment to really think about your life and what you enjoy, what you don't enjoy, who you are, what you've been through. Dave said the ups and the downs, write it down. Yeah. Take a moment to write it down. I would say at least, you know, two sides of a four minimum, yeah. you know, to really get that out. And then, be proud of your journey. You may not feel like you're happy with it all, but I guarantee you, you'll look back in the future and say, this is what made me who I am today. And you can join the dots, you know, going back. You can never see where you're headed. Yeah. And I, this, is, this, is a, this is a fucking perfect exercise, you know, because you look at your life and be like, oh, all these things happened to me and this, this great things and bad things. Like, you know, if you sat me down and asked me to write out, you know, and I, this is how I kind of maybe think to structure it is like, you think of some of the worst moments of your life, you know, because we've all got some bad moments in our life. You know, I've had some breakups that fucking break my heart. I've had, um, you know, some times when I traveled that were really, really tough on me, actually. But equally, I've had some extremely joyful moments in my life as well. You know, write those down and just kind of sit with them for a while and and look at kind of how that's brought you to here. Because equally, you, we don't always think about these things or we try and hide them from people. And I'd only kind of add on to the exercises 
actually share some of this stuff with some people in your life like maybe some friends that you've never spoken to these things about or maybe even one of your parents because it would just really add a level a, a level of deeper connection between you and, and the per- people that you share it with so yeah when you're done with this exercise uh we would really love to hear what you learn we don't, you don't have to tell us everything that you wrote down that would take far too much time for us to to go through mm. as much as we'd love to for every single person but if you could just uh yeah message us and let us know what you learned from that exercise that you know you kind of walked away with feeling like yeah i didn't i didn't really see that about myself before mm. so and you can you can leave it as a comment on our instagram which is at authentic dating series um or you can email us at hello at authentic dating series.com and that's the main thing, really. Yeah, that's yeah. It. so we just give a little recap, actually, on what we oh, kind yeah. of went over today. Um, so we kind of defined what a nice guy is and we defined what a bad boy is. And we talked about why kind of nice guys don't win because, you know, they're very eager to please. They're looking for attention and supplication and they don't really have that much going on in their lives and they don't value their own opinion of them. They value other people's opinions of them over the opinion of them they have of themselves. Well, and, and not to forget as well that uh, that point we made for anyone who re- recognizes that they use mm. a nice guy facade or image in order to get attention from and validation from other people. And, you know, you may not have noticed that, but when you hear us say it, it mm. becomes obvious to you. So that was a really important point that as well. Because and and Thank I was you. and I and I said to David actually as well. You know, I you know this is something that I recognise in my own self. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so there was that. And then what what you can do as a nice guy to to get the girl? Like what what actions can you take? What things you can you can change or improve in your life? Uh, the first one was having boundaries. Um, the second one was to lead um, and not want to please. Uh, polarizing, being willing to kind of polarize through emotion and stories and actions, um, not showing women attention too early when you hardly know them, not being afraid to be be sexual, and not being afraid to be creepy as well. Because you know, to be sexual, you may be perceived as creepy sometimes. It's not your aim, but it might happen sometimes. Be willing to stand out, be bold with with your communication, be bold in how you dress, and just. Kind of be bold in your life, you know, and the things you do and your your activities and, and whatnot. And our last one is to take pride in yourself. So yeah, so that's that's everything for today, right? We just like to say like thank you for listening. Really love people enjoying the podcasts. Um and we're gonna just keep on making them because we love making them. But equally if you if you've got a bit of time it'd be really amazing if you could pop over to itunes and give us a review because it helps us kind of get seen and it just helps more and more people kind of hear hear what we're creating and yeah and and pass on to anyone you feel that would would appreciate and enjoy our content and even people who might be surprised that they enjoy it cool ciao guys ciao ciao